0: Or prevent any disease
1: you are listening to the real men feel show with your hosts Andy Grant and Apio Hunter real men feel encourages men to allow and express all of their emotions despite what you may have been taught all emotions do serve you real men feel is committed to engaging in discussions that most men aren't having but you don't need to be a man to join us the Real Men Feel Show is produced live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern for your growth and enjoyment. Listen to us on podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also watch the show on YouTube by visiting realmenfeel.org YouTube. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes by visiting realmenfeel.org iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org and on Facebook, facebook.com slash realmenfeelshow. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. Show your support for Real Men Feel by shopping at realmenfeel.org swag, by visiting digitaltipjar.com realmenfeel, or even text us a tip. You can show some love for Real Men Feel by texting Real Men feel that's all one word, to 504-226-5306. You'll receive a link back to complete your tip and choose the amount. This is a weekly program and your reviews, comments, feedback, and participation are welcome during the live show and anytime in our Facebook group, on Twitter, or at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's dive into this week's show. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Real Men Feel. I'm your host, Andy Grant. Normally, I would introduce my co-host, Apio Hunter, but Apio is in Peru. Um, I hope he's having fun in Peru. I know I visited Peru once, and I had fun, so I will <laughs> I will make the assumption that everyone who visits Peru has a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very cool place. There's a lot going on there. Lots A of, lot of uh, cool, ancient artifacts and things to explore and cool towns and... Things that are very, very unlike the United States.
0: Is he going uh, to Machu Picchu? I mean, he's he's going to Machu Picchu, right?
1: Well, he's been there many times, so he okay. didn't mention that was part of this trip. So.
0: Oh, all right. Oh, that's he's old hat with Machu Picchu. He doesn't need to get yeah, to...
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd been there, done that. You know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll find out.
1: We'll have a Machu Picchu. We'll have a Machu Picchu show when he comes back. That's right. All right, and uh, Artie has has imposed his will on the show already. I guess <laughs> Anthony Simeone.
0: <laughs> sorry about that.
1: Long-time friend of the show, uh, prior guest multiple times. Yep. Yep. So author and speaker, uh, heroism advocate. Yes. Master of masculinity.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right. (laughs) I wish. Yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll see about that.
1: All right. And, uh, you know, I titled tonight's show Men Going Their Own Way, Mm -hmm. um, which is a movement that I had only heard of once you started writing about it on the Good Men Project. Yeah. So I first but we're going to start talking about that but I want to point out that you're you're not a member of the movement mm-hmm. and and yeah. neither am I. So we're talking about something from looking at it from the outside? Yes. I, I just wanted to get that out there. Yes.
0: All right. Uh, yes, exactly. And I I just want to get right off the bat that I I know you are not the bashing type, you know, your show is real real men feel. You want to extend the olive branch to other men and and the more we argue with each other and we fight with each other, the less receptive we'll be. So you know, I know a lot of people are bashing uh, men going their own way, or MGTOW is you know to abbreviate it. the MGTOW is how is how you abbreviate men going their own way. Do you want me to launch kind of right into my discovery of MGTOW? and you know yeah, let's like so who or what is MGTOW? and yeah,
1: how did you stumble into this?
0: You know, I was just tooling around YouTube, and you know, YouTube just kind of recommends. And I was listening to—I don't know if you've heard of Jordan Peterson. Yes. His star is rising now. He's this Canadian psychologist, this professor, and he's really getting into. He just published a book called 12 Rules for Life" or something like that, where he goes into you know how men should be behaving and how they can get some discipline and some direction and purpose in life, which I totally agree with. I think men. Definitely needs some help finding some purpose and some direction. Unfortunately, he's kind of tied into very right wing. He's kind of been adopted as like an alt right darling, and he's very he's very big in these circles of these men's rights. And I've heard of men's rights advocates and men's rights movement, but then it's migtown. So I'm like, okay, so Jordan Peterson. I'm watching Jordan Peterson's YouTube videos, and all of a sudden, YouTube, you know how they recommend other videos, and there is this. Channel by this guy Sandman and first of all when you have the internet is a wonderful invention invention but as soon as you see someone using a pseudonym on the internet you know that they're up to something that they don't want to show their real face or whatever so it's Sandman and he has this whole channel called MGTOW and I'm like what the heck is MGTOW so I start listening and it's just it's like the flat earthers and it's just you know and, and I'm trying to have patience with like these poor lost souls. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, you know, but it's flat earthers and 9-11 was an inside job. And, you know, the MGTOWs are very much into, I was reminded of, did you ever watch Married with Children yeah. back in the day? I was very much reminded of Al Bundy had this club called No Mam, And it stood for something. I forget what No Ma'am stands for, but something really goofy and elaborate. But it's just these theories like women are – It's sort of like almost like this weird pseudo Adam and Eve, like Eve bit the apple and corrupted man. It's just women are sort of this root of all evil and, you know, very scapegoaty. And, you know, in this country where we have a president who's kind of blames the foreigners and anyone else who's not us for all our problems, it just seems like it's one of the philosophies that's being empowered right now. And, you know, I'm trying to – I've cultivated – at first I was really angry at this whole MGTOW thing, and I'm like, oh, you know, that idiot's blah – And I'm just trying in general to be more understanding and as we were talking about a little before the show, I'm trying to get to this point where I'm extending the olive branch to people I even disagree disagree with. Mm -hmm. Because I think in this age, we're so argumentative and no one's willing to cede any ground. There's no compromise. And I think the real compromise, someone needs to say, you're human, I'm human. You may have some ideas that I think are reprehensible, but at least I'm going to extend you the courtesy, even if you're not extending it to me. That you're at least a human being, and you're in pain, and you're you've suffered. There's this old saying I really like: uh, "Be kind, because everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle," mm-hmm. and that's true. And I think that getting back to MGTOW, I think that these men have suffered depression or suffered with problems in relationships, and I think that they've had some hard knocks in life. You know, a lot. I know I have. I know. I grew up in a household where my dad was very Italian machismo. I know I touched on this in my last episode, I think when I, the first time I came on your show that, you know, I suffered under this very Italian macho kind of atmosphere. And I just was this little bookish chubby kid who didn't fit in with this, the stereotype of the tough, hard, getting all the women and, you know, not trusting women cause you know, they're evil. So I grew up with like this whole mentality and I fought back against that. And my mother helped me fight against it, you know, and other people that were positive role models, male and female in my life. But so I identify with these MGTOW men who follow this philosophy as, you know, they're lost. They, they wandered into this path. And one of my favorite philosophers is Chris Rock, (laughs) the comedian. You know, he's, he said in 2004, in one of his shows, you know, everyone wants to be a part of a gang. You know not want to be a part of a gang. I'm conservative. I'm liberal. It, it's not just an ideology anymore. It's like a gang mentality where you circle the wagon. It's very insular and you don't want to get any feedback from the outside and you demonize the other because everyone's starting to use this term tribalism, Oh, tribalism, tribalism. No, tribalism is a good thing. When you form a tribe, it's a positive thing. Tribes help each other. They, they reach out, they expand, they grow in a peaceful way. You know, a gang is something with the secret handshake and the exclusivity and the secrecy and the uh, the other who's not us, who's not part of the gang needs to be put down. They need to be taken out. You need to destroy them. So I feel like that's what we're getting in our culture is these little insular groups. And it's fed by the internet. And so groups like MGTOW, they get these guys, they're they're like, oh, you were rejected. You have low self-esteem, which was me years ago, which still is me to a point. but. Before I kind of got into more positive philosophies, yeah, I could have easily fallen prey to, like, a MGTOW where they're, like, you know, very clear, like, you know, women have this uh, genetic thing where they need to, you know, manipulate and blah. And it's just the same thing I heard from my dad and just this whole macho stereotype of, like, you need to put the women in their place, otherwise they're going to screw with you they're going to screw you over. And it's just now I have pity for these guys. Like, you know, I know a lot of people just want to brush off the people that they have these reprehensible ideas and ideologies. But that's just going to prolong the fight. So, you know, everyone quotes, quotes Gandhi, you know, oh, be the change you want to see in the world. But if you're constantly doing battle and fighting on a psychic level with someone and you're saying, oh, you're in Migdal, screw you. Like, no, I need to be the one to say, I know you're into this philosophy and I don't quite agree, but let's get down to the fundamental level. You're human. I'm human. Let's talk. You know, let's just connect. And I think that will disarm people. I think if you go into it and they're shouting and screaming and they have this philosophy and you say, I hear you, you know, you got some problems, you're troubled, you're worried about the world, you're worried about your place and your purpose, you know, let's talk. You know, I may, I may not agree with you, but let's get back to civil discourse. I mean, you know, so uh, the MGTOW thing is, is a big concern for me. So I'm trying to fight against it in some way, in my own way, giving a better idea, not necessarily fight, fight with, you know, fight fire with fire, or be like psychically angry but just kind of say, okay, this is your philosophy. Let me listen to it. Okay, have you thought about this? Uh, you know, give them an alternative right. in a more peaceful way versus like, shut up, you're an idiot, which is what everybody gets you know, and gives.
1: So, so the men's right movement began, it was uh, um, like dad seeking custody and uh, fairer proceedings in divorce court and family court. I, I believe that that's the original men's rights movement. Is that, is that your take?
0: Yeah, there's this whole perception. Yeah, that's part of it. That's the big thing of their evidence. So I published this article on Good Men Project, which you introduced me to, and you're, you know, you, I'm very grateful that you got me involved with the Good Men Project. Everyone should take a look at that website. It's amazing. Uh, But uh, yeah, that's one of their big arguments. So I posted my first article, and it got all these responses. My first article was "Beware of Men Goading Their Own Way," as in the animal, the goat you know because it's scapegoating and my litmus test for any philosophy is if a founding structural foundational block of your philosophy is that some other type of human being is the cause of your problems you should probably rethink that there buddy boy because that's uh, you know we we wouldn't be here if we didn't cooperate with each other if right. we didn't cooperate as a species over millennia now we wouldn't be here. That's my argument. It's like Occam's razor. I'm a huge fan of Occam's razor. So the simplest answer is usually the correct one. Hey, pal, you see this house you're in right now? Like you see this civilization, this world, the society with countries and borders and all this technology and the smartphone and the cars. Do you think we would have developed all this stuff if we didn't have a basic natural tendency to cooperate with each other and to see the best in each other? Wouldn't we have wiped each other out millennia ago? We wouldn't have gotten further out of the cave if we wiped each other out if we were fundamentally bad, awful, terrible human beings, which all these philosophies teach you. So if the world around you, when you look at the world, isn't evidence enough that human beings are meant to cooperate and that's our default setting, yeah, you need to kind of do a little more thinking and soul-searching pal. But that's the thing is that everyone is so afraid to kind of delve into that. And, I, you know, these MGTOW movements and men's rights movements, yeah, the family court thing, they're saying that the courts are skewed against men. I don't know. Then they gave me all this evidence in the comments to my articles. And I'm just like, yeah, I kind of delved into it. And I watched some of the Red Pill movie that they recommended that you and I were talking about. And, and it just spoke to me that, no, it's not proving to me that your philosophy is right, that everything's skewed against you. It's just proven to me that a lot of these guys I'm seeing are lost. They're scared just like every other human being on the planet it just so happens that you know some guys fall into crips some get into the bloods some get into ms13 and some get into MGTOW, it's a gang and it's just this any and all those people have an enemy you have a clearly defined enemy and it comes from our desire as animals you know we're part animal part angel that's my thing we're animal and angel the animal side of us wants certainty so badly in a world that can never be certain outside of us we can never make the outside world certain So it's, you get into a gang, the gang gives you certainty. The gang says, here's your cosmology. Here's the way the world works, buddy. We've solved it all for you. Don't worry about the outside world anymore. Don't worry about certainty anymore, because we got it, we're giving it. That's that's what they're peddling. When they scapegoat other people, and they say, these people are the problem, if you get rid of them, or you push them aside, or you just get away from them, all your problems will be solved. And you know, the world just doesn't work like that. So the family court thing, you know, yes. Is it possibly skewed against men, but maybe men don't deserve, maybe most men don't deserve to be the caretaker for their kids if they're coming from this place of, I'm going to use the term, toxic masculinity. Like well, let, 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 oh no! Pause right I, there. I know, I know. And, I, I kind of go off on tangents. You know yeah. I me. Mean? <laughs> no, tangents oh, are fine.
1: So we're just covering a lot of ground. So, go ahead. Go ahead. Go again, ahead. So, again, so from my not the I first heard of the men's rights movements like really starting in the seventies, and as divorce was growing and and starting there, and there's definitely like I don't I haven't seen anyone involved in family court that denies that there has not been uh, a decision-making weight to women. Ch- children belong with the women. And, right. and kind of life that seems to be a presumption that's been made for a long time. But what I'm trying to nail down is, is is MGTOW uh, a very recently named thing, or has it been around for decades? And I just wasn't aware of it.
0: No, I think it's a very recent within the, I, I could be wrong. I, I think it's within the last few years. Okay. I, I think it's gained some prominence and it kind of coalesced from the men's movement. It rose out of the men's movement. So
1: kind of the the angriest or the most closed-minded or the alt-right politically members of men's rights movements kind of- Yes.
0: They're like the, they're like an extremist arm of, you know, they're like this, yes, far right extremist zealot group. That's an offshoot. So men's rights movement wasn't, I guess, angry enough or aggressive enough. So now it's, you know, they need to be you know, we're going to take the fight to the women and we're going to uncover. But the funny thing is, is they – all they do is sit around on YouTube channels and go to Reddit boards or whatever, and they talk, ah, women suck. Ah, yeah, make yourself. So. they make themselves feel better. They rally around. It's basically a big circle jerk. Sorry, family show, right? It's basically a big, like, you know, a love fest for hatred.
1: It's like, it's really, it sounds
0: like a hate group. It 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 is – you know, I mean, sometimes I hesitate to use that, but it's, you know, hey, you can see it like that, It's especially for the people that are angrier. But, you know, and again, I just want to say, like, I think we need to treat them with pity versus, like, you know, we need to stomp out the hate group of MGTOW. I'm not saying that you're saying that. I'm just saying that it's, you know, the, the thing is, is that, you know, and I've gotten into arguments with people. That I'm, you know, I, I'm very much, I believe I'm a believer that women should have all of the rights that they're trying to go for. I, I think that me too, and time's up and all that's positive, you know, mm-hmm. and it took a little while for me as a man. I have to say, I had to have some friends explain to me, like, listen, as soon as you, it's it's time for men to just stop and listen. And I'd be like, yeah, but not all men are like that. I'd be like, stop, you're already making it. You're already not getting it. Yeah. Like, it's not about you. Don't even say what about me. It just Stop it's, it's always been about guys. Like it's all, you. Know, if you can't, again, Occam's razor, if you can't acknowledge that women have undergone century upon century of like suppression by men and, and if you don't get that, you know, if you don't understand that you need to kind of stop and listen. So I had to even learn, and I don't know about your experience, Andy. I, I had to learn, I had to have someone sit down and explain it to me. Like, stop thinking about yourself, stop saying what about me, and even don't even worry, the women aren't coming for you. They're not going to come kick down your door with as a lynch mob with torches and hang all the men. You know, they're not, I'm not saying that some women probably don't, maybe there's women who are just as extreme as MGTOW who want that. I don't know, but they're just as wrong in that zealot, in that anger and in that want to demonize. I think that most feminists the vast majority of feminists are not like that. It's just that they get demonized by the other side. So, but it's you know you have to sit back and it's not time for men to stop asking. Well, you don't even have to qualify that. Oh, it's, I'm not I'm not one of those MGTOW guys, or you know I'm totally down with feminists. Like you don't even have to qualify that because the women aren't coming to take over your life and put you in like a, a leash and walk you around like a dog for the, the next few millennia. You know that's not what they're looking for. But it's just. I don't know, but I think MGTOW is a very recent offshoot. Yes, okay. absolutely.
1: And and I would say, um, saying that you pity them, I I'd be shocked if that, that was taken well by by any members. Like if make, oh, I pity you. Like that's oh, that's yeah. a tough way to start a conversation as well.
0: <laughs> it is, and 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 it is. You're totally right. And, and they, you could say anything to them. And and if you don't come in, like I said, if you don't come into the group with the secret handshake. You know, if you don't walk into the chat room and go, <laughs> women suck, am I right? Like, if you don't instantly come in with, like, you know, the secret – with the passphrase, you're – I think you're instantly under suspicion as a, a simp or a cuck or whatever. And, dude, it's it's so corny, man. It's such it's, – it's just like the secret decoder ring. It's like you got to have these stupid passphrases like, oh, do you know what a simp is? How about a cuck? Are you a beta male? Like now there's Omega males, dude. There's so many things you got to remember. It's like, where do I pay my dues? How much are the dues for my, it's it's so stupid. And it's just, I'm so much into like this Gordian knot myth, the myth of the Gordian knot. You know, it's, I feel like if you show people humanity and compassion, and that's where you really be the change in the world, because no one's showing each other compassion. It's like, if you can walk into, and I grew up in a very Christian home, where Baptist church, hardcore, where you were like, you're the saved, you're saved, you're the chosen ones, everyone else in the world's going to hell. That didn't sit well with me. And I was like, I can't believe like that. I can't live like that. So if you want to be the change in the world, you need to walk out into the world, like the lion's lion's den of the world, and say, I disagree with you. I really kind of actually don't like what you're saying, but I'm going to respect you, even if you don't respect me for your humanity. And that's what we all share. You know, and it's I feel like that's what this age needs is we need to drill back down to our shared common humanity and cut through the Gordian knot of all these dogmas and ideologies because the Internet has proliferated all these little subgroups and little ideologies and clubs and gangs and cliques. And it's just they're they're proliferating out of control. And I think that we need to return to human And, you know, I'm not talking about humanism because then humanism has a negative connotation among religious people. Like, oh, a humanist, a secular humanist. It's just, you're a human being, I'm a human being. Let's drill down. And what's fundamental to human beings versus like all these little ideologies that we've created artificially over centuries and millennia. Just like MGTOW is just another, you know, weird little clicky thing we've created with all the secret words and passphrases. I'm sick of it.
1: So guys, I've... Come across that they even said they're MGTOW, but but the, the guys with the most kind of hate towards women have all gone through bad divorces, and they say that the woman lied, and the judge believed them, and it's all so they take their experience with an individual yes. and expand it to the entire gender, yeah, making us against them. So that so yes. so yeah, so it, it's guys that have uh you know probably been through some painful experience, yes, don't know how to deal with it don't know how to heal it for sure yeah and and as you said look to another look to it's easier to blame than take responsibility
0: yeah yeah it's 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 a natural human instinct you know we don't want human beings don't like to be wrong we don't want to be wrong and that's okay but at some point the wrong when you admit that you're wrong that's the path to greater success and healing and strength like if you that's humility that's you know, and I just worry about, look, I'm a super nerd. I, you know, I worry about guys becoming like the comic book store man from the Simpsons cartoon, you know, like, ooh, so secure in his sarcasm. And Ew, I, Ew, the world sucks. And I I figured out the world. Yes, that's a comfortable siren song. That's a, a delicious cake that you want to consume. Like you figured out the whole world. That's certainty. See, we have such a siren call for certainty that human beings want. And, you know, I'm really into the hero's journey, you know, and it's like, it gives you certainty, a false sense of certainty when you're like, yes, the women, uh, we, all women are evil because I was hurt personally. So it must be true for the whole world because I'm so important. You know, we, we put so much importance on ourselves and we project ourselves onto the world. So it's, I think it's irrelevant if, you know, and I think the question you should be asking, you should be asking is if the court's found in favor of the woman who left me, how am I responsible? How am I culpable in that? You know, no one is without, if you admit that in life, no one is, no one is rarely without guilt in any situation. So if you get a divorce, you had something to do with it. Like it's come on, let's, let's look ourselves in the mirror. And it's just people that are afraid to look at them, guys who are afraid, because again, and this is uh, – let's get into toxic masculinity, shall we? Because that's a big contentious term.
1: Let, let's, so first, I want to get some of the, the, the generalizations out of the way so people listening sure, sure. know where, where we're coming from. Sure, sure. sure. So uh, are you a believer that women are all evil? No. Okay. I am not either. But, but that seems to be – is that really a foundation? MGTOW just thinks it's men against women, ba- battle of the sexes to the extreme.
0: Yes. From okay. what, from what I, you from know, your experience from my experience, MGTOW is, you know, you know, one of my friends growing up or, or there was this guy I used to be friends with. He was like, he used to say like anything that, or, or just, I heard men in my neighborhood say anything that bleeds for seven days and doesn't die, you should be suspicious of like stupid. Like, so that's the mentality that it is. It's like women, whether it's like a pseudo religious soup, of like, I guess, the Adam and Eve thing, you've tricked man into eating this apple of sin or whatever, the apple of knowledge that God said, no, no. You know, maybe it's like this latent morass of like pseudo-Christianity that everyone trickles into people's brains. And then there's just like bad experiences from like their dad got divorced and they live with their dad and their dad, they grew up leering their dad curse about their, their mom all the time. And, you know, but yes, generally women are hardwired to be manipulative and they use, like, oh, because women are trying to, like, find the best mate, and it causes them to be manipulative because – I want to
1: stop you one bit because you said something important that I, that I think is important. Sure. This is taught. Oh, yeah. This, this, right. All right. So no one – there aren't babies being, you know, being born and going, oh, I yeah. hate mom, and women are bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this yeah. is definitely being taught. It's, oh, it's yeah. not a natural thing. Okay,
0: cool. It's a stereotype. It's yeah. totally – it's this whole mentality, it's a learned behavior where it's just, you know, I happen to escape it. My dad was a huge misogynist, huge. Like, just women are trash and they're just, you know, women are no good, they're the trouble, blah. But listen, he was the biggest philanderer and like just all over the place and like, oh, but if if my mom got angry at him and locked him out of the house one night. Oh, that's because all women are evil and they just want to ruin your life. Oh, it's not because you were running around on her or anything. Oh, yeah. So
1: you got go back to back to responsibility.
0: Exactly. Easier
1: take to blame her. than take responsibility.
0: Right. And it's funny because MGDOW seems to align with like conservatism, like political conservatism and, and the far right. And it's funny. It's hilarious because it's like – and again, I don't want to get too political – but it's like, it's funny because those people, on, they're, they're, the Republicans and the, the conservatives, they're supposed to be about personal responsibility. Just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But they're the, so often, they're the biggest scapegoaters. Oh, it's, it's the brown people south of the border that are your problems. They're causing all our problems. Or it's the people from this are the immigrants and blah, it's, uh, you know, the Chinese, whoever. They're causing all our problems. Stop and just make yourself better. If you stop saying someone else is your problem, you might actually get better. you look at yourself and say, oh, I need to improve. Here, 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 right. rather than, oh, somebody else. I'm fine. I'm perfect. Cool. Come on. Occam's razor.
1: <laughs> so I did mention toxic masculinity. And yes. before we really dive into that, um, the MGTOW movement, from what I've seen – them espouse is that the term toxic masculinity is saying that masculinity is toxic. Masculinity itself is bad. Is is that your take on their side of that that definition?
0: Yes, in true gang fashion, as soon as you question them at all, or as soon as you bring up something, they overgeneralize and they say, "Oh well, you say toxic masculinity; it must be all masculinity is toxic." Nuance. Have you ever heard of nuance? Have you ever heard of subtlety? It's no, but that's their opinion is that they, as soon as they hear toxic Michelin you know, and Jordan Peterson, who I think has some great ideas. I agree with a lot of what he says and that's what I'm big into. Like I'm really big into like listening to people that I disagree with and saying, Oh, we agree on this, 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 this. It's just, there's little things separating us. And if we could just address those little things and realize that it's like, we really want the same thing. It's the little things where dogma seeps in too much and and scapegoating seeps in that ruins the whole pie, you know, ruins the whole cake that you're trying to bake, you know, of of a good human being. So it's, ah, you know, it's just those little nuggets that really get, but yeah, they, they totally have taken the concept of toxic masculinity and they're, as soon as they hear it, I mean, you know, i it was on one of your i think it was on the facebook page for real men feel i posted a link to my article my latest article about how to be a non toxic man like my i'm starting a series of articles about how to be a non toxic man sure enough some 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 witty shakespeare type yeah. chimes in with one sentence goes sounds like you're just saying all men are bad or something to that effect right like, and obviously
1: not reading it so seeing a headline deciding what it must say right. and responding which is right. what social media makes so easy for people yeah but, so before we yeah. get into that so what when you say toxic masculinity what what is your personal definition of it when when you're using it
0: the non-dogmatic definition of toxic masculinity is toxic masculinity is a set of stereotypical behaviors that men have been socialized into overemphasizing you know we have many men have been taught to overemphasize violence being cold and aloof and distant not asking for help not showing their feelings you know you're supposed to be like John Wayne and Steve McQueen and heck, Steven Seagal rolled into one, whatever. You're supposed to be this movie caricature of a person who's like, might makes right. Like the social Darwinism, all other men of the competition, they're just trying to take your woman. Well, hey, but then it's like, it's it all so complicated. But why would you want to take my woman? Because if she wanted to leave me anyway, because they're, they're evil anyway. So women are evil. So take her anyway. I don't know. Shouldn't they be taking the women away? I, I don't know. It's so confusing. But yes, it's when you're hyper expressing. You're teaching young men to hyper express and to focus unnaturally on just one set of behaviors. Human beings are complex. We're rich. We contain multitudes. You know, just like the basis of your show, real men can feel, you know, it's not just, but it's just they're expressing and they're just focusing on men need to be tough. They need to be able to take on all challenges and kick some ass physically. They need to not talk too much, not feel too much, not relate to other people other men are the enemy, keep them at bay, be the alpha male. Oh my God, alpha males. I love that concept, but you know, be the dominant one, be the, you know, you've got to come in on top and you've got to be ruthless. Like that's, eh, that's just a narrow little strip to walk. And they talk about like, you know, Christianity being like walk the straight and narrow, like you have to walk this narrow line of masculinity and it's a very restrictive set of criteria. And if you slip off, Hey, I experienced it firsthand from the people that were closest to me, my father and my brother, you know, you you fell off, you got your ass beat, you know, you got your ass ridiculed. Oh, and you know, in a very macho Italian family, like, Oh, he's probably, you know, a little on the, uh, the dainty side, if you know what I mean. So it's like, as soon as you step off that line of that middle path, that narrow path of what masculinity is in their definition, you're ostracized, you're ridiculed, you're beaten up, you're, you're belittled, you're tortured emotionally, mentally. It's it's horrible, man. Yeah. And it's just and,
1: and, and to, to be in that, that subset, that that gang mentality of, of of that outlook where women are bad and they're evil and they're out to trick us, but I'm sure to go, Oh, then are you all homosexuals would not be greeted well either.
0: Oh yeah. yeah oh so yeah, that, because that's oh and it's they're just, just angry homo. asexual beings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I mean it's just, you know, you, you don't want to show affection to guys like, oh no homo, you know, yeah. like it's just yeah, it's just this this real just twisted mentality. And anyone who denies that the, the, the hyper focus to the detriment of other parts of the human male, if anyone doubts that there's been any kind of unspoken socialization tactic that men have inflicted on their sons, where they're just focusing on hyper aggression, or hyper competition, extreme loner, lone wolf, if there's anyone who denies that that's happened to a lot of men over the past for God knows how long, then you're fooling yourself and you're willfully blind. So anyone, like even up to the Jordan Petersons who are gaining all this notoriety, it, you know, come on, man. Like, are you seriously going to say that, like, oh, you're saying all masculinity is toxic. It's a war on men. No, there's no war on men. It's... Yeah it's more subtle than that. And as someone who experienced toxic masculinity and who didn't fit into what it was, you know, uh, but you know, MGTOWs will watch this and they'll start calling me, oh, it's a cuck, like a short for cuckold, Uh, you know, the old term in the middle ages that was originally middle ages for someone whose wife was cheating on them was a cuckold. And now it's a cuck or you're a simp. That means you're a sympathizer for the women. You know, you're worse than a, a male feminist. I guess you're a simp or, or, or you're, you know, you're a beta male. And that—that's what kills me. The the alpha and beta thing was determined by some scientist in the '70s. He said wolves had alpha males that would rise to the top of the pack and have breeding rights over the lesser males who d- weren't as physically dominant. So they were the betas. That guy has since, and I quoted it in my one of my articles I wrote for Good Men Project. Um, that that same scientist has come back and said he was basically wrong. So and. And I could even but I would say, you know what, you could see it in look, animals in the animal kingdom, they fight each other for breeding rights. And they 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 want to get and I would even say, hey, dude, I think you were right. They're in the animal kingdom, non-human animal kingdom, there's there's alpha males and beta males. But human beings are more complex than animals.
1: Right. They're right. If that's what the model you're after, well, go go live in the woods and see how you do. Like right. Great. So
0: exactly. So what's the criteria? Like, you know. Um, there was a guy who I talked about in one of my articles, uh, War Machine, who beat up his porn star ex-girlfriend, beat her to death. He started a company called I Do Alpha Male Shit, and he would walk around with these alpha male shit T-shirts, right? And good, good for you. I guess alpha Maleism got you life in prison now. How's that working out for you? So, you know, but let me tell you something. Who was the guy signing the checks for this guy? He was an MMA fighter before he was put in prison for beating a woman almost to death, war machine. Uh, who was the guy signing his checks? Who was paying him? Isn't that the alpha male in the situation? Who's the alpha male in human society? There, it doesn't exist. Someone could get power over you. You don't have to, just because someone can't beat you up doesn't mean they can't get power over you in human society. So the whole concept in human is not applicable to human society because someone will get power over you, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, economically, it's just doesn't translate, even if it did exist in the animal kingdom. But all
1: right, so, so that's let's,
0: another philosophy that they're into. But anyway, yeah.
1: so let's recognize we're not animals. We don't live in the woods. So your most recent article is, is about how to be a non-toxic male. Yes. So, so why don't you dive into that a little bit?
0: All right. So now that we've established all of what's opposing, what's, the the opposing side, right? And again, I try not to put it in a dichotomy. Uh, I see Lori's joined us, by the way. Hi, Lori. <laughs> so what so to say, hi. Thanks for joining us. Um, uh, so how to be a non-toxic man. So first of all, let's stop using, I'm going to stop using the term toxic masculinity altogether at this point and just say, the alternative is something that I've been trumpeting for years now. It's heroism. I think heroism is inherent to the human condition. I think that when we were more primitive beings, when we were closer to our ape ancestors, heroism was just looking out for each other, learning to communicate, learning to cooperate so we could survive when we were not yet dominating the world. So heroism rose out of the instinct of self-preservation and then, and it also involves altruism and empathy. You know, so there's empathy, altruism, cooperation, community, communication, openness, sharing. Those are we would not be here without them. So those things are endemic to the human condition, and. If they were not, and if all the people that – there's so many people that believe that the world is a shit place, the world's terrible, human beings are awful, mean people suck, blah, 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 blah. Sorry, guys. If that was the case, we wouldn't have gotten out of the caves, like I said earlier. But if, if it, that's just plain logic. It's logic. So you can talk about, oh, now we have the ability to blow ourselves up. We've created nuclear weapons. Yeah, that was decades ago. You know what? Prove me wrong. Blow, let's blow ourselves up. If if you can come and find me in the irradiated wasteland of the future and say, Anthony, you were wrong. Uh, human beings do suck. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll agree with you at that point. But until then, we haven't done it yet. We haven't wiped ourselves out, and I think there's a reason for that. So my alternative is heroism, and it's you know, there's many levels of heroism. There's the heroism on the battlefield. There's the heroism of the first responder running into danger, running into floods or fires or things. You know, and then there's like the everyday heroism. So you know, the everyday where, you know, just being kind to other people and just doing acts of kindness and trying to make change in your world. So for men, I think a fundamental thing we need to do is stop looking for certainty out in the world. And I think that all these philosophies like MGTOW and men's rights movements and everything, I think that's this human tendency that we've always kind of pushed out. We want to make the world certain. So did the Nazis so did the Bolsheviks, so did, you know, oh, if we only just kill the royal family and all their children in front of them, then everything will be fine. If we only get rid of all the Jews, then everything will be fine. I'm sorry, if we just put women in their place and get rid of all the foreigners, everything will be fine. There's no difference to me to any of those things. If you're trying to, anytime human beings try to control the world outside of themselves and try to make the world conform to an ideology, bad things happen, bad stuff happens. So heroes, if you look at heroic mythology from around the world, it's all about the empowering of the individual, not to the detriment of other human beings, to the benefit of yourself and others. That is the fundamental, one of the fundamental building blocks of what it means to be a hero. So for men, the first thing I say to men is, stop blaming other people for your problems, stop looking for the world to be certain, Because if you just say, oh, it's going to make you feel all warm and fuzzy. There's a siren song of like, I've determined that the world sucks. All women are evil. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy and comfortable. Now my world is controlled because I control reality. I control my perception. But it's going to fall apart. When you bump up against other people that don't like you saying that they're awful, you're going to have problems. So a better way to approach the world is I'm going to be certain in myself. I'm going to be certain and develop my skills, develop my confidence, develop my talents. So when the uncertain world that I can never control, you can control yourself. You can't control the outside world. So that's the first thing that I want to say to men and that anyone, even women, that's certainty from within is the way to go. And then you can try to push out into the world and try to make the world a better place. Again, not to dominate and to segregate and push away other people, but You know, the funny thing growing up as a Christian, you know, the Christianity says go out and to proselytize and spread the good word to the masses. But so many Christians I knew growing up were so petrified of going out into the world. And I would say to them, are you so weak in your faith that you don't think you can go out into the world and remain strong and unchanged and still unwavering in your beliefs? You know, so that's the thing as a hero and all the hero mythologies heroes in the great mythologies of the world from Hercules on up into Superman, they don't shy away from problems. They go where no one else wants to go and they are certain in themselves. That's why they can go beyond the pale. They can go beyond the fences and the walls of the city and go out into the unknown and gain wisdom and help society become uh dynamic again and not stagnant, you know, because they see that the world will never be certain a hundred percent. You can buy all the insurance policies you want do everything you want but unless you're certain in yourself you're never gonna find peace. So
1: what what do you think drives this quest for certainty outside of oneself?
0: I think it's first of all it's it's just creature comfort. It's just a survival mechanism. It's the animal part of ourselves. It's the animal wants the nice cozy cave and we want the cave to be as big as the world. We want we want to be able to move through life. And I think this is a totally yeah, Laurie just said reptilian brain. Exactly, it's the amygdala. It's this just the basic. And you know, don't get me wrong. That fundamental amygdala of lizard brain desire that's kept us alive. And you know, hey, if a bus is coming to hit me today, you know, my amygdala is going to fire and get me out of the way. Hopefully, you know, it's going to my fight or flight responses, It's still useful, but the problem is, is that we fire it all the time with a constantly negative news cycle on 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 TV and online. But it, it, you know, it's it's just it's it's this creature comfort. That's what pushes us.
1: So it sounds like it's when you mentioned fight or flight, it makes me think of it's, it. Then it's fear driven.
0: It's totally fear driven. Okay. It's totally it's driven by fear, which is fine. It's okay to be afraid. It's just that too many people are saying, "I'm afraid. I'm scared." And then they'll hear like, "Oh wait, someone over there said they're going to take away all my fear because they're going to tell me how the world really works," and that's when you get into these bad philosophies. That's when you get into a gang. You slip in the gang and says, hey, you know, we're gonna tell you how the world works and we're gonna make it all comfortable. Because once you know, once you have a solid shell around you of how the world works and you think you've got it all figured out, there's the fear abates. Uh, but the problem is, is that you get into these, if your philosophy is founded on harming other people or ostracizing other people or saying other people suck in some way, it's going to fall apart it's not going to sustain itself it's that's unsustainable because you as a human being deep down are going to still feel shitty about yourself before you got into the gang you felt shitty because you were alone when you're in the gang you feel shitty because you think other people are shitty yeah so, but for a
1: while that that cert- the shared certainty of yes. they are the problem over there
0: that yes. gives you this false strength for a little while it's like a sugar high it gives you this burst of comfort but then As a human being, we cannot sustain this thing. Maybe we consciously try to push ourselves through it, but our subconscious mind says, stop hating other people, stop hating other people, stop hating other people, other people or the world. There's a Maori saying that I love. You know, the Maori saying is, what's the most important thing in the world? It is people, it is people, it is people. The world isn't made of dirt and air, it's made of people. And if you are sequestering yourself and just with a little click of people, You are becoming stagnant. You are becoming insular in your beliefs. You're becoming, and I'm sorry, a lot of the shootings we're seeing by men that are perpetrated by men are because of toxic masculinity. They're isolating themselves. They're getting themselves in the philosophies where they're reducing other human beings into little, tiny, little ideologies. That You're not shooting people. You're shooting other ideologies. You're killing other ideologies, not people. They just become things. So... Men are being becoming killers because they 're isolated they 're self isolating they 're self hating because they 're hating other people, and they 're demonizing and dehumanizing other human beings it's not rocket science why men are going crazy you know, to, i' see i don 't even like to use that term yeah. men aren't going crazy they're they're coming to this evil logic it 's this cold calculating logic that we come to where it's like, oh, I, you know, I, you just believe for so long that other people are worthless. It becomes really way too easy to kill them, and that's what we discovered with all the like the fascists, with the Nazis and the Bolsheviks, and anyone who's ever just found it way too easy to kill people. It's because you get to this place where other people are not people anymore. Right.
1: So a way for men to take the heroic path to be, become the heroic man. The first step is is developing that inner certainty, certain of your yeah. skills, of your abilities, of your strength, of 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 what have you, that that it's not outside certain of you certain of you taking responsibility.
0: Yes. Taking responsibility and it's like a turtle shell. Like if you everywhere you go, if you have confidence in yourself, if you have confidence in your ability and you're certain in your abilities, you can be buffeted by the uncertainty of the world that will always exist and always had existed but you will still stand. So that's what a hero, that's one of the primary aspects of being a hero. And then that's what all the great mythologies have taught us. So, and then there's, you know, the empathy aspect, you know, and then, uh, well, then there's also, there's gratitude, you know, developing this attitude of gratitude. You know, there's, you know, we live in this, in Western civilization. It's it's, it's striking that most of these MGTOW people seem to be in Western civilization. And I think you know, the price of luxury a lot of the time, the luxury that we do have, you know, we, you know, despite our economic woes, we still live better than most people have ever had, have lived in the, all the history of the world. We have such luxury that people, even a, a few hundred years ago, would their minds would have been boggled, um, you know, but it's just this attitude, like you're suffering in some way. And it's just, you live in this great time of plenty. And, and you know, if you, if you ever really stopped and thought about it, how much deprivation you actually have and gain some perspective on the world and again being insular you don't look out at the other at the rest of the world so it's just you know this this attitude of gratitude you need to cultivate and to be you know thankful for who you are and for what you have and you know and, and there's another term that i wanted to talk about like privilege like male privilege you know and people balk at that. The towns balk at the concept of male privilege. And male, and they. the problem is is they're taking the concept of – they're hearing the word privilege, and they're saying, I'm not privileged. I barely make ends meet. I, nobody gives me free handouts. i got to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Guy, it's not the privilege of extra things you're getting. The privilege is what you're not getting. You're not a woman who has to fear for her life or her safety when she walks down the street at night you don't get that no one comes up to me and goes hey hey baby or cat calls at me sometimes I wish they would you know hey, I'm not a young young and beautiful like I used to be but you know see in all seriousness you don't get men cat call you know men don't get cat called men don't get you know they don't have to worry about looking over their shoulder you know if you're a white man you know if it's you know if you're a white man you are not under automatic suspicion if you're walking down the street you're not treated as a and if, see if anyone denies that know, And that's the thing. It's crazy because you have to focus on privileges, not just what you're getting, but privilege can also be what you don't get, the treatment you don't get. That's a privilege that you don't get accosted for your color of your skin or your sex. As a white man, you don't get treated. And we don't understand that. So someone had to sit me down and explain that to me too. It's like, Anthony, it's not that you're getting a bird doesn't fly into your window in the morning and give you deliver you a bagel because you're a white man. You know, what I mean, it's not like magical powers that you get because you're a white man. It's what you don't suffer as a man automatically. You know, so even man.
1: complaining that oh, I I live check to check. I'm working seventy hours a week, and the privileges. Yeah, you can easily find that job that lets you. Right. Even attempt that.
0: Exactly. Right. Exactly. You, you you take it for granted that you know. Well, you know. Listen, if you lost your job, you could find another one. I, again, that's the hero mindset. Like, you stop worrying about the foreigners or whatever, or the people or the people taking your job. Start saying, "Hey, how can I make myself better?" So, hey, come take my job. I'll find another one. I'll find a better one. Like that's the attitude of the hero. Is come at me. And, you know, you may attack me. I won't attack you. I'll give you the benefit of your of a humanity that you're not giving me. And guess what? I'm going to go and be better than you anyway. So it's right, just it's, – It's rising above it's, the attack. Exactly. It's, that's the ultimate feint and the ultimate counter move is to live well. You know, the hero doesn't get themselves embroiled in the pettiness and the squabbles. and You know, they get out of civilization. They, get, they step. That's why civilizations can advance. You know, uh, when Martin Luther King said, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice, heroes are the ones that are pushing the envelope. They're extending. Their, the heroes are the ones that remember human dignity, human rights, human, you know, they, they refocus on what's human. And unfortunately, it's closed-mindedness that makes the arc of justice so long. And that's why it's taken centuries to get where we are in Western civilization with the luxury and the benefits that we do have. But it's always the heroes saying, you know, standing up and saying and and giving the benefit of humanity to their attackers. You know, so the Gandhis of the world and the freedom riders, the people that were nonviolent, either physically or psychically or mentally or emotionally, who chose to just take it and suffer, you know, To a point, but then there's, there's always a time to fight back. I don't think uh, a hero is not a martyr. You can stand your ground and be strong. And I think that's what a lot of men, they equate. Let's relate this back to men. Uh, You want to be tough. You're a man. You want to be tough. No, you can be strong and feel and, but be stand firm on your convictions and stand firm and defend yourself. But you don't have to be a, this martyr, you know. But you also don't have to be tough as nails and be unyielding and no one can get to me and no one knows me and no one can hurt my feelings, you know, because I'm a super tough man.
1: Yeah, because I, I, I fight time and time, and the whole real men feel idea came to me. I, I was, uh, you know, I was speaking to a military audience mm-hmm. and, and telling my own story of depression and suicide. I'm in yeah. tears. And I had brave war veterans. You know, heroes of the battlefield saying, "Damn, man, I couldn't do that." Like you're brave. I'm like, yeah. What? So they, so yeah, so again, that toughness is being willing to be hurt. Yeah. You know, allow the notion that a, a tough modern heroic man is willing to yeah. to feel bad. Yeah. To hide how he feels.
0: Exactly, and and I and and. That's what I mean. Like if you're tough, that kind of implies like you're leathery and you're impenetrable. But strength, if you're strong. So I always make that dichotomy between tough and strong. Like a strong person is like a strong tree will bend in the wind and give and sway, you know. It's almost like the Bruce Lee thing. Like water is strong. It can crash or it can flow peacefully and be calm and gentle. Like water can be strong, but it's simultaneously gentle. So that's kind of the strength that you want of like water versus like a leathery, tough hide, like yeah. like the skin of Clint Eastwood or something. You know, you don't want to necessarily be tough, but you can be strong.
1: And a point, and, and trees and water have much longer lifespan than wolves.
0: <laughs> yes, they have, right. they do. They live a lot longer and a lot more peacefully uh, than uh, wolves. Exactly, I'd rather be a tree or a pond yeah. or something. <laughs> but, and
1: and it's funny, I've never like. Uh, this is really a tangent, but I mean, there are certainly trees of different heights, but I've never heard of the alpha tree. And right. I should take the sun away from you, beta trees, or anything like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, life life finds a way. You know, we just watched Jurassic Park again with the kids. Yeah, So it's like life finds a way. You know, you'll find a way to survive and thrive. You know, the tree, the smaller tree that gets blocked out. Yeah, sure. Another tree gets taller and blocks out the sun. The tree spreads leaves or branches in another spot. It doesn't sit there and go, I guess I'm dead now. Like, I'm going to get, I give up. It yeah. you know it spreads its limbs, it spreads its roots out in different spots. It you know it survives so that, the,
1: the, the, And I'm just realizing this, but that's a great example of the inner certainty. Like right. that the sapling doesn't give up. Doesn't right. go. Oh, you fucking tall trees! I'm gonna make right. a. Tree that says tall trees suck and
0: yeah. They they you know, trees going their own way. Oh, tall yeah. trees are they're they're just uh, they just exist to screw over the small trees. Yeah. And like you know, it doesn't sit there and talk with all its small trees friends as they're dying and say, oh, I, well, the tall trees suck. It's a conspiracy. Tall trees are an inside job. I don't know. It's just uh, it's so, yeah, look, it's so idiotic. You know, the human mind is so great. I admire the humanity's ability to create, but at the same time, so I listen to some really absurd stuff sometimes. And like I, you know, I, I get, I get attacked because I don't get attacked, but I, I have my friends and I have some people that I know that I'm friends with. And they say, why do you listen to Alex Jones? Why do you listen to this Megtown garbage? Like, these people are idiots. And I'm like, that's the hero mentality. And again, I don't like to call my, if, it, you don't call yourself a hero. So I'm not calling myself a hero. It's for other people to determine. You, you have the heroic mindset. Try to cultivate the heroic mindset, but avoid calling yourself a hero. But, you know, being a hero does involve going and listening to the other side. It goes, go beyond your comforts of your own little world. So, but I'm also a big fan of Sun Tzu. So Sun Tzu says, know your enemy. So how am I going to talk about MGTOWs and be better than them if, you know, because like the guy who was too long, didn't read, he didn't read my article and just said, Oh, it sounds like you're just saying masculinity is toxic. Oh my God. No, I'm going to do one better than you. I'm going to listen to hours upon hours of this MGTOW crap. I'm going to listen to hours of Alex Jones. I'm going to listen to hours of all these things I think are reprehensible so I can refute you better. So I can learn about you and I can know you as my enemy and say, You're my enemy, but I'm going to give you – I'm going to honor you more than you honor me, and I'm going to extend that olive branch first. And maybe by my example, if you see me being peaceful towards you when you're shouting at me, maybe that will change your mind more than me shouting my opposite opinion at you. You know, it's the the living life well speaks volumes versus just shouting at someone because that's what zealots want. Zealots want other zealots to argue against. That's their bread and butter. So if you come and say –
1: yeah, the, the the shouting argument is easier to win than yep ideas or actions. Yep, the long exactly.
0: Run. Yeah. You can't refute actions, right? You can you, know, you can't. So it's yeah. So the struggle goes on. So I mean uh, the so yeah the certainty the, uh, the the gratitude attitude empathy cultivating empathy which men are not allowed to have. You know if you if you feel you're a wimp or a simp or whatever, uh, but I'm going to be expanding on these topics as time goes on and. At, at Good Men Project and publishing more articles about this whole series, but and hopefully it's it'll make an impact, you know, in some way. I hope well, so.
1: And drop the hope, because it is. Okay. Like your your first article had 20 comments in the the first week it was live, and an mm-hmm. article you published this week, it's it's been shared 6,700 times. I Look especially. at it right now. It's like <laughs> so you've striking a nerve. That's why you really want to have this conversation and and again so if someone is out there that that is involved in the men's rights group or involved in in MGTOW, um c- come on re- reach out to me contact me you're um glad to have you come on the show and and tell me about your your views and stuff um,
0: I, to- I, yeah I, I mean and if and if they, hey if, if someone wants to talk to me if you, hey if, if if i don't know <laughs> i don't know if you want to have a debate format or something but if you wanna have want to have me on you know if you want to have me on and i i, I don't know or i would see yeah. if you want to have a conversation with a meg on your own and just get their side of the story yeah. that's how
1: i find that's how i find and that's the only way any that sort of uh, show or even conversation works come yeah. tell me what you're what you believe and are fighting for not yeah. come debate someone else because then that but yeah,
0: that's true, yeah, because then it just sets up an adversarial situation, right but yeah, I think you should, I think yeah, the question continue for you, I think yeah. you've been soliciting, right, but I haven't gotten anyone No, to-
1: and I haven't and that's maybe this year'll do it, um like I did you know, um the show about Trump was really the first time I went out seeking people to come on that were mm-hmm. not having them the views uh, held most in common by previous guests and probably listeners as well, and I thought that really went well, so that encouraged mm-hmm. me to. Try we'll oh, try to go further. We'll see if uh, if uh, if you've made a friend a friend of me in that organization yeah. and they're watching what you do now. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if there's any MGTOW men's rights people listening, listen. I'm not your enemy, you know. And and yes, maybe I get passionate, but that's just me. I'm half Italian, you know. I'm very animated. I'm very <laughs> I'm very passionate about life and about you know ideas. And but honestly, like I would love to just sit down and talk. You know, talk with someone. I. I have this idea percolating percolating in my head of like, you know, and my friends again think I'm really insane. They're you know, can I find the most reprehensible person, like a Nazi, and sit down with them and say, you know, have a conversation? Say, let's just acknowledge right off the bat, a little namaste moment. You're human, I'm human. Let's. I honestly want to know how you got to this belief. So I think that's what you're saying about get a MGTOW person on and say, listen, this is not meant to come on. We're going to give you this forum talk about your beliefs let's kind of just have a human conversation and honestly that might disarm them and might that might start changing their mind i mean even if you're just having a conversation and treat them like a human being versus you know just treating them like they treat other people yeah
1: right and i want to do give someone it was um in the comments on on your first article for the good men project earlier this year that someone uh had a mention of the red pill and and Somebody told me about that a while ago too saying, "Oh you should do a show about the red pill and I'm so, like, so I, I assumed it was this really pro migtow documentary or something yeah and, and I watched it and that wasn't I didn't take it that way at all. So yeah. I, re- I was impressed. it was, it was, it was better or was more well-rounded um, I had empathy and sympathy for everyone kind of involved and that they didn't talk to. so I thought it was really well done and I, for those that have heard of it or haven't, um, I, I thought it was on Amazon Prime. So if yeah. you if you have Amazon Prime like so many moons Americans do, yeah, it's free there to watch if you if you choose to. So yeah,
0: uh, and, and it's and it was directed or it was created by a woman, right? It was right. Like documentarians, right. of, uh, a a woman. So
1: and yeah, and, and she identified herself as a feminist before yeah. making this project, and then had all of her kind of uh, assumptions blown open.
0: Yeah. So and I, it's. I think that men do have, in the men's rights movement, yes, they, they're, they're lost. Some men are suffering. That's real. You know, they're lost. They're suffering. They need a better, they need something. They need a better philosophy, a better way of life, a better way of seeing the world. They need healing. They need empathy. And, you know, and it's, uh, men like you and I, I think, and other people that are into the real men feel kind of movement and the mentality, I think they need empathetic men that maybe they didn't get. Maybe their dads were hardcore and didn't give them sympathy. Maybe they never had men in their lives who would say, "Hey, man, you know, let's talk. I, I get it. You're in pain. You're suffering. I'm not going to hold it against you. Let's talk." You know. Maybe they never had a male figure that gave that to them. Maybe it could be you. Maybe it could be. Maybe it could be you. You know. Yeah.
1: Any of us. I mean, there are there are four main archetypes that make up masculinity: the warrior, king, lover, magician. Yeah, and some guys are just warrior only. That's the only thing they see as being a man, being masculine. So that's just the love of the fight.
0: That's a it's that's a great point. Anything. That's a great point. Yeah, that uh, that's a great book. Yeah, you know, the warrior, magician, uh, king, lover. You know, I, I know I always get that wrong, but you're but you're right. It's if you focus on just one aspect, that that warrior. And you don't balance it out with the other personalities, the other archetypes of being a man. You're, you. That's a, that's a great point. I mean, it's yeah. everyone just wants to be the warrior. Everyone wants to be the MMA fighter, you know, and dominate. Yeah,
1: or, or doesn't necessarily want to be. Has been taught that that's all they can be.
0: You're a great point. You're right. That that's the only way to be, and that's might makes right, and that's it. You know, yeah. and you're, and there's only one way to be a man. So it's. Yeah. I, I, the- I think. I really appreciate what you're doing with all these shows every week. You're like a workhorse. Like you've been doing it. You and Apio are like my inspiration, man. Like you guys are so consistent with like just getting all these men on and just spreading this message of men and empowering men to be well-rounded human beings rather than just fighting all the time. So it's Yeah, been- I wouldn't even go that far. Like I'm, I'm encouraging guys to feel, and if
1: all you feel is anger, keep feeling it until it freaking burns you out so much you realize something else has to be there right so yeah. if you have to be if you're if you're a ellipse if you're a parabola if you're all these weird shapes before you're well rounded you know god bless you cuz it's it's a journey right i don't you know maybe yeah. i'll be well rounded on my deathbed i don't know but it's yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's not a one shape fits all lifetime <laughs>
0: That's true. Yeah. It's like, there was a line from a, a book that I read a while ago. It was angry, get stuff done, you know? So it's like, yeah, sometimes angry is the only thing you have and it can get you, you know, get you, it'll burn you out someplace and hopefully something good will be left behind, you know? Yeah.
1: Cause, Cause yeah, the more honest title is sometimes angry, get shit done.
0: Right. That's true. That's a good point.
1: I've, 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 I've stood in the corners like fuck and done nothing except stew in the
0: corner. You know? Yeah, so. exactly. Cool. All right. Well, awesome. Hey, I, I, if you have any other questions for me, let me know, but, uh, you know, I think we kind of covered it all, but any other,
1: yeah, well, I know you're going to keep writing. So oh, yeah. we've touched on the four aspects of the heroic man, but you're going to be diving deeper into them.
0: Yes, absolutely. Right. So Great. yeah.
1: Keep yeah. On. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll have, uh, we'll have you return, sum it all up, pull it all cool. together, um, share kind of the feedback you're getting from, from readers and see what's out there.
0: Okay. And yeah, certainly we'll if,
1: uh, if I have any MGTOW members, uh, take up the open invitation to be part of the show. Well, uh, might have to be a secret live recording, but then we'll let you know about it.
0: <laughs> okay. No, hey, now have them on, man. And more power to them. I hope uh, more people do. I hope the MGTOW guys and Men's Rights CEO definitely avail themselves of your show. I think that would be a positive thing for them. So.
1: Cool. So, and whenever people, wherever people are listening to this, visit realmanfield.org. We'll have all sorts of links to the articles that we've mentioned and a link to just um, Anthony's section on Goodman Project, so you can track down everything he's written and and what's the best way for people to connect with you
0: uh they can you know check out my website is live the hero.com so they can go to live the hero.com my contact information is there uh, so reach out to me that way my contact info is all I'm, I'm open you can reach me on facebook twitter website all over the place so yep live dot is the best place to go
1: awesome so Although men going their own way was the starting point, uh, we do not encourage men to go their own way. We, we encourage men to realize they're part of the human race, and that uh, we get we all get more done working together than against each other.
0: That's right. Don't go your own way. Come back to the uh, come come back to the rest of us. Yeah, we want you to come back this way. So yeah
1: cool uh so thank you again anthony thanks laurie for tuning in joining us live thanks for everyone uh wherever you listen to this wherever you're finding this whenever you're finding this uh hopefully you're listening to this on a day where a new vision of masculinity has swept the world and uh everybody's tough and vulnerable and empathetic and has that inner certainty and you know this shows obsolete
0: yeah maybe but until when, then, until know, then.
1: <laughs> thanks for joining us and we'll talk again soon Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Until next week, visit realmenfeel.org or the Real Men Feel Facebook group and share what you thought of this episode. Please give this podcast a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Feel. Reach out to us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Show us some love by visiting realmenfeel.org swag or digitaltipjar.com realmenfeel. Learn more about Andy Grant at TheAndyGrant.com and ApioHunter at ApioHunter.com.